Welcome to this week's Somerset Emotional Wellbeing podcast. And our theme today is apps for wellbeing. And I'm delighted to be joined uh, by the digital operations lead manager uh, at Somerset Apps Library, Julie Hill. So, Julie, welcome. Perhaps you can tell us a little bit about what that very impressive sounding title means and uh, and uh, what you're doing. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for having me this afternoon. Um, so I work in the digital team at Somerset Clinical Commissioning Group, and we work on digital transformation and digital strategy um, as part of the NHS long-term plan. So I'm the digital operations lead officer there. And one of the projects that I'm working on at the moment, I'm implementation lead for the Somerset Apps Library, which is what I'm here to talk to you about today. That's fantastic. And we're all familiar with apps, some good, some not so good. So tell us what makes your app library special. Well, the the great thing about our apps library is that any app that is uh, placed on this library has been checked um, by clinicians for clinical assurance and also by data experts around data privacy and security. So if somebody was to go to any general app store, um, like, say, Google Play or the Apple Store, they could find an app on there, but we don't necessarily know that it's safe to use from a clinical perspective. They're generally um, scored and rated by by users on on how much they like to use the app, but that doesn't necessarily uh, mean that they're safe. So by coming to this apps library, you know that the app that you're looking at is safe. Well, that's really helpful, especially uh, in this day and age where there are all sorts of scams and difficult things out there. So what sort of things do the apps cover? Well, pretty much anything really around health and well-being. This um, apps library specifically has health and well-being apps on it, and it has a huge amount. Um, It has a carousel with easy to find areas. So, for example, if somebody's specifically looking for healthy living apps, they can click on that area and see all apps related to that. There are apps around smoking, sleeping, uh, respiratory apps, mental health apps, lots of mental health apps, fitness, diabetes, and those are the main areas, but of course, people could search in, um, search for anything by typing in a keyword, whether it be loneliness or bereavement or, or anything that they wish to search for. There's usually an app for it. Well, that's really helpful. So you're, they're screened to make sure that they're safe and clinically sound and they're categorised to make them easy to search for. Is, is that basically what your, your offer is? Am I getting that right? Yes, so the public can go to our site. They literally type somerset.orca.co.uk and the site will come up and they can just feel free to look around. And it works in much the way that um, app stores that people are already used to work in that um, there are Apple and Android apps on there. And there are also web apps for people who don't own a smartphone and may wish to or prefer to use a laptop or computer to use an app instead. So, yes, they go on there. And as with any app store, some most of the apps are free, but there are some within app purchases and there are some that are paid as well. But people can choose what they want to pick as, as with any app store. And that's presumably all flagged up 
before people go into the app, is it? Absolutely, yes. It's made very clear. And when people do their search, it will bring up any apps which meet the criteria that they searched for. And it will say on a little app card, whether it's Android or iOS, whether it's free in-app purchases, um, or paid and then the, even before downloading it they can look into it further by clicking on that card it will open up a description about what the app does the scores that it was that it was given by um, the clinicians and by the data privacy experts so people can make a really informed choice as to whether they want to actually go ahead and download the app or not and I'm really pleased that you said that it's available to people who don't have smartphones. We're, we're very conscious of digital poverty and, and some people being disadvantaged by not having the technology. So that's really good to hear. You mentioned in the uh, web address, Orca, and that's a name I've come across. And when I first came across it, I, I thought it was a, um, a, a whale, but I, I gather it's not. So can you tell us what Orca is? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, it's spelt O-R-C-H-A, and it stands for the Organisation for the Review of Care and Health Apps. And they do all that hard work in the background around regularly checking apps um, around those things I've already said, those assurances, but it also checks things for that they've been regularly updated, for example, because sometimes you can go onto app stores and download an app and maybe the app has, has been out for a very long time and not updated and it might not work well with current operating system updates that have recently run. As, as we all know, quite often we have to update um, our phones um, because the latest update has come out. And sometimes that means apps don't work properly. So everything on this apps library is regularly checked to make sure that they're still up to date and will work on current devices. Okay, well, that's good to know. And um, obviously we'll give the address again at the end of, of this uh, podcast and it'll be available uh, to go with it. But just in case people want to look at this while they're listening to you talk, can you give that address again, please? Certainly. If they just type in somerset.orca.co.uk. And that's literally all they need to type. Don't put www. in front of it because that won't work. You just type in literally somerset.orca.co.uk. Okay. And if we have people from outside Somerset who uh, want to join it, presumably the, the app is actually available to anyone, isn't it? Absolutely. Anywhere could you anyone could use it anywhere in the world. Doesn't matter where you are. Um, we've we've tailored it um, you know, for Somerset. It's got a nice picture of Somerset on, on the homepage, for example. But of course, anyone is welcome to utilize this um, tool. Fantastic. I'm delighted to hear that. We have listeners on to the podcast from around the world, so it, it's nice to know that uh, we're not excluding them either. So Give us a, a couple of examples, if you would, of uh, what's available and maybe pick out a couple of your favourite apps. Yeah, sure. Absolutely, Peter. So really, there are apps for everyone, uh, from children to adults, at all stages of the health journey. Um, and there are apps that are informational, some that are preventative, some might support somebody on a waiting list, for example, um, or with someone with a long-term condition. Um, there are sort of 
general wellbeing apps, obviously some around lifestyle choices around diet and exercise, or perhaps loneliness are recognized where we're increasingly after COVID, a society where people live on their own. And, and you know, we've all been through uh, times where we feel lonely during lockdown, for example. So there are lots of mental health apps um, to support mental health. So I'll talk about a few of those. Um, and there's also one um, around diabetes called My Way Diabetes, which is specifically used in Somerset as well. So I'd recommend taking a look at that one if anybody who's listening um, is diabetic, for example. So regarding mental health apps, um, one of them um, is called Me Too, and that's a forum designed for young people aged 11 plus. Uh, for anyone who's maybe worried, confused or curious about something, it helps them talk about difficult things, share their problems and get support from other people um, who are also in the same situation. The app does uh, some age banding, which means that people chat to other people of a similar age um, and it's anonymized as well and, and moderated, which is a really key thing, you know, when it's an app for young people. I'm delighted to hear that. that that's a, a very important thing, isn't it? There, there have been some uh, bad issues with unmoderated uh, chat rooms for younger people. So that's really good to hear. Yes, absolutely. And, and when you can uh, go onto the library and you filter for apps, you can filter by age. So you can go by uh, child, preteen, teen or for anyone, for adults. So uh, people, if they are looking for something very specific uh, for an age, can, can do so. Um, so, yes, yeah, so Me Too is a particularly one for young people. Um, Stay Alive is an app which is a, a suicide prevention resource um, to help people stay safe um, and people can use it if they're having thoughts of suicide or even if you're concerned about someone else who might be considering self-harm. So that app includes a safety plan, uh, customizable reasons for living and a life box where people can store photos that are important to them. And we've dealt with safety plans and suicide in previous podcasts. So I'm, I'm delighted to hear that you're covering that. And again, I just remind people, a, a lot of folk out there think that we shouldn't talk about suicide and that discussing it somehow makes people more likely to do it. But that's absolutely not the case. So if people are having thoughts of self-harm and suicide, I, I would definitely encourage them to make contact with your app. Um, can you tell us the name of that again? Yes, that one um, is called Stay Alive. Stay Alive. And is that free? Um, yes, I believe it is. Good. And the other one you mentioned, is, is that also free? Yes. Yeah, so all the ones I'm mentioning now um, are free. They might have, um, I'd need to check, they may have in-app purchases, but you don't have to do them. Sometimes some of these apps, it doesn't mean they don't work. When they say they have in-app purchases, it just means you could uh, buy more functionality. But quite often the free version is perfectly good enough and very helpful. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's really good. Do you want to tell us about a couple of others? Well, well, yes, on, on that theme of, of self-harm, um, we also recognise that, you know, one size doesn't fit all when it comes to digital tools and apps. So Stay Alive may not suit everybody or not everybody might like that particular app. So another good one that other people may want to look at or prefer is called Distract. 
And that's one that's been created by practicing medical doctors, along with young adults and experts in self-harm and suicide prevention. Um, and that one provides uh, quick and discreet advice and access to general health information and advice about self-harm. So, you know, there is something to be said about, you know, one size doesn't fit all. And I wouldn't just say one app uh, would suit that everyone in Somerset, it's around having a look at the library and seeing what you like the look of and what suits you best as an individual. And just to check, any in-app purchases, they're, they're flagged before people go into the apps, are they? Absolutely. Yes, they are. This sounds great. So it's not just a question of an app where people will get information and it's there online. They can actually make contact uh, with individuals on at the other end of the the app line, the phone line. Is that right? Yes, certain apps do work as kind of forums and 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 link people together. Um, so yes, very much so. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm I've been focusing so far on mental health, but there are also a lot of very fun apps. For example, there are apps which encourage children to brush their teeth for the correct amount of time. Um, there's an app called Brush DJ, and it's just a fun app that just plays a piece of music for the right amount of time that families might find useful to encourage their child to brush their teeth, for example. So there are all sorts of apps from very serious to fun. I hope that's better than the one they did on I'm uh, uh, on The Apprentice, which uh, was an app for brushing <laughs> teeth that wasn't terribly good. So I'm sure yours is much better than that. Uh, and <laughs> you mentioned uh, diabetes as well. Tell us a bit about that. So My Way Diabetes is an app that's um, been used in Somerset for some time, and it's been designed for people with diabetes as a holistic service to support self-management. It's designed to be user-friendly and to encourage users to understand their condition in order to take charge of their health and, and those choices which relate to it. And just to be clear, is this type 1 or type 2 diabetes or both? Uh, Yes, Peter, it does. It covers both type 1 and type 2 diabetes. Fantastic. And something I'm very passionate about is reversing type 2 diabetes. There's good evidence that if you go on the right diet and lose weight, about 60% of people with type 2 diabetes can actually become non-diabetic. Are there apps that cover that as well? Um, I believe there are actually, but I, I just wanted to quickly say about My Way Diabetes that that is actually a web app. So anyone with diabetes that has a, a lap, access to a laptop or computer could use it. It doesn't just have to be people who have a smartphone. Fantastic. There are lots of apps for diabetes on um, the apps library that people might want to look at. But as a Somerset system, we do recommend My Way Diabetes. Um, from health and care professionals, because one of the other lovely things about this library is that the whole of the health and care system in Somerset will be recommending apps from it. So we recognise that when there are a lot of options out there, it can be very confusing for people to know. It's almost a bewildering choice out there of apps. So if uh, the person that's looking after your care recommends a very specific one. Sometimes that can be quite a relief to people because they don't have to trawl through 20 to um, try and work out which is the best one to use. So My Way Diabetes is the one that is recommended by um, professionals in Somerset. That's great. And of course, if people just 
picking at randomly, um, it's highly likely to be sponsored by a company trying to sell you something, isn't it? So it's great that you've got apps that, that don't do that. Can we uh, get on to physical exercise? Because as you know, on this podcast, we're always encouraging people to get out into nature and be physically active. Are there apps which cover that? There certainly are. So what you can do is when you go onto the site, you could literally type um, exercise um, into the uh, search box and it will come up with anything um, around that. So, for example, there's an NHS Active 10 walking tracker. Um, There's one called... um, Swalkit fitness and workout app, although that one has a few in-app purchases to it, whereas the NHS active app is entirely free. Um, There are all sorts of things for people to look at in there. There's, um, I've looked up um, exercise and it even comes up with um, pelvic floor exercises for continents, for example. So it comes up with anything that comes under exercise. So people can very easily find whatever it is they might be looking for. So it sounds as though nothing is is off limits, that there's uh, something for everyone and that even quite serious conditions are, are discussed openly. Absolutely. And um, regarding psychosis, for example, um, I've just typed that into the search box myself on the site and it comes up with an entirely free app called Actisist. And there's also one with some in-app purchases um, called Seven Cups Online Therapy and Chat. So people could um, go onto that and have a look. And and absolutely, this is all about supporting people. And um, of course, being open is is very helpful. And while we're on the subject of lifestyle and helping people make good lifestyle choices, uh, are there apps to help with people who want to stop smoking Yes, there there are um, stop smoking apps on there. Um, There's um, one called um, Smoke Free, Quit Smoking Now. Um, There are some completely free ones, um, one called Actively Moving Forward, and one called Quit Now, My Quit Buddy. That's a free one as well. That one looks quite good. My Quit Roots. So there's lots of free apps on there that people can take a look at and decide which one they like the look of best and um, and go from there. Fantastic. And do people have the opportunity to feedback how f- helpful they found different apps to guide other people who come after them? Most certainly. And, and we'd actually love to hear from people that are using this library and we'd like to help shape it, um, how, you know, how it works best for the people of Somerset. So we'd certainly love to hear from anybody um, if they have got any specific feedback. And we and we link very closely with, with Orca around making sure this library is um, easy to use and um, what the people of Somerset want. So if anyone wants to feed back to us, they can certainly feel free to email us. Um, our email is um, somccg.digitalteam at nhs.net. And we're looking to develop a champions group um, around this tool um, to you know, talk to the public about it. And that address will be uh, at the end of this podcast as well. So if people want to be champions, how do they apply to you? Is it the same email to apply as a champion? 
Yes, it is. Any questions or to to um, join our champions group? Yes, just that email, and we can um, we can um, set something up. Fantastic. And is this a, a library that's being added to? Will there be new things coming up? If if people have been on it once, can they go back and see if there's something new? Absolutely. Yes, because as as I'm sure you're aware, um, there are so many apps being released all the time. There are new things coming onto the market regularly. And um, part of Orca's review process is they look for new new apps on the market and they'll review them and check them. And if they meet those standards of, of you know, clinical assurance and, and data privacy and security standards, then they'll they'll go on to the library. So it is an evolving um, tool. Brilliant. Quite often on these podcasts, we've talked about social media and how we're spending too much time in front of a, our screen and how that can negatively impact on our mental health. So it's great to hear of a, a, a digital solution that can actually make a positive impact on our physical and, and emotional uh, good health. Is there anything else you want to say in the, the last few minutes that we've got, Julie, about the library and about who should use it and, and anything, any last messages that you want to give? Well, I'd really like to think that everybody um, who's got access to a device would would go and have a look at it. And I hope that they'd find something that might help them. Um, I rec- we recognise that, you know, digital tools aren't for everybody. And, you know, not everybody's going to want to use apps. And that's absolutely fine. But a lot of people um, don't think anything, don't think twice about maybe doing their shopping online or doing their banking online. But, um, you know, they don't always consider managing their health online. And I think particularly after COVID, you know, we're aware that waiting lists are, are longer than they've ever been. You know, it's a really useful tool to be able to try and support yourself while you're maybe waiting for an appointment or, or check on there before maybe ringing your doctor's surgery or going to A&E. And we're talking to uh, people like pharmacists, community pharmacists, um, and and other people, um, health coaches, around making people aware that this tool is there for them to be able to use it. And and even if you don't um, want to use digital tools, maybe you've got a family member who might, that you might want to just mention it to them. Brilliant. So my only caveat would be, uh, please, if you're a listen, if you're listening to us, uh, try this library out. Um, go and see what it what it's about. Volunteer to be a champion if you want to. Get in touch with Julie and give feedback on it. But please don't let it stop you going out into nature and being active as well. So, Julie, do you want to give us your uh, address just one last time for people to remember and he- head out to your lap- app library? It's Somerset. .orca.co.uk And that's orca with an H, not the uh, killer whale orca. That's correct. Fantastic. (laughs) Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for giving us an insight into uh, something that's very relevant at the moment and and something that can really make a big difference to a lot of people's lives. And uh, I'll look forward to hearing an updated version Uh, after this has been running for a while and and we'll see maybe pick out some of the things in more detail uh, to go through but that that's been brilliant thank you very much indeed julie thank you for having me you've been listening to the somerset emotional well-being podcast 
hosted by Dr. Andrew Tresider and Dr. Peter Bagshaw. The show was created by David Seeley and was produced by Rob Hunt's Music on behalf of the Somerset Clinical Commissioning Group.